I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. get the first leg run, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units podcast as we gear up for day two of the championships at Royal Randwick. We'll cover that card in depth in Salt Specs, along with uh, plays around Australia as well. We have the Sultan Supper pack your nags, and we round out the show as always with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is my great mate, Dave Strelaw, the Sultan. Salts, welcome along late on a Thursday night. Yeah, footy, nice to be here, listeners. Good to be here, and it is late, mate, and we'll get into why a little bit later, <laughs> I, I reckon. I won't, I won't wind up right from the top, but... Is it is it because you're still out celebrating Chippy's win at Gundagai? Is that, is that why, mate? <laughs> nah, not quite, mate. I, my summer days, days are behind me. My festival days are behind me, so I don't stay out for weeks on end. But wasn't it good? Fast horse, runs fast, straight to the front. Catches later. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that he, he needs to run at Newcastle every week, though, because he's petrified of the finishing post, and Newcastle's yeah. the only track without a finishing post. It's an absolute street lamp there. It's <laughs> yeah. a disgrace. <laughs> hey, mate, um, speaking of our success with Chippies, we did put out a tweet yesterday, and uh, the units uh, with Mitch Beer Racing, we're heading to the Inglis Gold Yearling Sale in a couple of weeks' time, which we're pretty excited about. We're going to look for a uh, sort of a ground floor type yearling aren't we nothing we're not going to be dropping half a mil or anything like that salts but um we've put out some deets on twitter so if you're keen to get involved with the units and beery just uh we're, we're having a little function aren't we uh the wednesday night before the sale just in in richmond in victoria if you can if you're here and you can make it come along yeah it'd be great we'll get along have a feed and, and a few beers before we head off to the sales and yeah we're not i, I saw a few at the english sales like two and a half three million dollars it, it's just getting it's just getting absolutely outrageous, but we'll be off there with with lined pockets, semi kinda. <laughs> they'll be lined with like old cough lollies and stuff. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking my piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna open with a little hammer and see what we got in there. And we're, tomorrow we're going into RSN. We're going into the studio for RSN Central tomorrow. We're going to be mm. promoting that that night we're having at the pub and and talking about some form as well so twelve thirty tomorrow rsn will put that across our socials the units are, are hitting the airwaves it'll be good fun look forward to seeing you again mate this fresh delicious tasty meaty turkey filled cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong it is now time of course for the sultan supper where we get to invite great performances from the week gone by to the table for a feed and uh, Salty, you're you've just got zero invites this week, mate. What's going on? It's your supper. No, nah, I'm too I'm I'm too wound up, mate. I'll, I'll let you get through them, and then I want to come off the long run for one in a little bit. Well, I'm bringing two along, Salty, tonight. The first one is SA based trainer John McMillan, and I don't know if you saw the tweet, but he copped an absolute kick in the guts during the week. Broke a broke a rib. Had some. Um, yeah, I think some internal bleeding of some sort there from uh, one of his horses early in the morning. And I felt for him. He posted a photo on 
Twitter and he actually has it looks like he's been branded with a horseshoe. It's just it's an absolute imprint in his rib. What's it like a cool tattoo? Yeah, it looks like a it looks like a really cheap but painful like tattoo. It's yeah. like when you work at John McMillan's, it's like working at Yellowstone. <laughs> You've got to get a horseshoe on your chest, yeah, and you, the only way you leave is by getting thrown into that ditch. <laughs> you get <branded> <laughs> so, Johnny McMillan, hopefully, um, swallowing doesn't sort of hurt too much when you're eating at the table, but you can come along for a feed. And Jesus. my other invite this week is <laughs> I'm bringing along, uh, I'm bringing along Tom Magnia. Tom Magnia, I'm bringing along someone uh, who can fund the supper, and uh, you sort of you sort of alluded to those two and a half million dollar cults getting sold at the uh, Easter yearling sales up there in Sydney. Salts, well, I think Magnia has dropped um, for Coolmore about. Well, I was trying to do the maths, and I lost count, but I worked out that he nearly dropped as much as you did on Hindley Street when we went to SA <laughs> purchases. So he's coming along to fund it. The supper will probably be at Voudemont or uh, Loom or somewhere like that with some paired wines this week, Salts. Ah, uh, mate, you get what you pay for on Hindley Street, so you may as well you may as well spend up. <laughs> that gold regulation size are what? So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'm calm! Time for packing eggs, where when Salts and I aren't happy with things, we just simply send them packing and... There is a reason we're recording late salts and you are a little bit wound up, so I'm just going to throw to you to start us off. All right. Well, I'm I'm sending a big dog packing and this is – I'm sending Bill Gates packing and Windows <laughs> 11. So i got a bit of a proposition for you here, old Billy boy. Me, you, KFC car park. <laughs> One on one, you little weasel! Have you seen that video of when they when they launched Windows ninety five? And he's dancing around, germ, mate. Speaking of germs, if he spent bloody more time getting Windows eleven right to be able to function, and less time mucking around with the vaccines, I might have a bloody program that works. I get this brand new computer. I'm I'm two laptops. Streelor or whatever I am, salts. I'm two laptop salts at the moment. I got one for the mic because the new one's good for the mic, and then the other one for for the program. So the program I use, the database program, just doesn't work. Win- Windows 11, it's got all these bugs, and, and it works on everything forward or backwards of of Windows 11. So I've got this brand new computer. I've got to wipe Windows 11 from it, and then install Windows 10. It's did, did you um. Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? Yeah, a bit, a fair bit. I turn, I turn my own lights off and, and back on again as well, mate. I blacked out a few times. I feel like I'm doing a podcast with my pop. It's nothing to do with it. It's it's Bill Gates, mate. He's yeah. he's fallen behind. He's he's lost his way. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Gates, he's getting getting sent packing this week. Anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Sydney Cup. As a handicap, it's I'm not sure how they go about it, but whether or not they can re-handicap it to make it an actual handicap. Because at the moment, you got the chosen one as top weight with 56 kilos, mm. and then after that, everything either has 51 and a half, 51, or 50. It's it's barely even a, a handicap. It's like set weights. Really, when you when you look at the there's like other than the top weight, there is a one and a half kilo weight spread. 
It's a compre- from from it's top a, to bottom. It's a compressed set weights and penalties, mate. It's like putting a pair of two XU tights on a on a Group One handicap. There's, there's so much compression; <laughs> they're all going to be quite well recovered after. But uh, they're good tights. Um, they they are good. They make um. <laughs> But yeah, they're good. They're good. I, I like tights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, nice. and also as well, like a lot of the good jockeys, like the really good jockeys can't ride that light, so they're not even in the race. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I would like to see if they could re-handicap that in years to come. Nice, Salts. Good. Well, that's a good spread from the handicappers to Gatesy. Hey, I got one that I actually want to send packing this week and I just crack up every time I see it and I'm like, come on, just do better. And that's the uh, the syndication ads on your racing channels. I won't name them personally, but the syndication ads and the pictures they put up of trainers. So I don't know if you've seen, but I swear every photo of the trainer they put up on these syndication ads are from like their year 12 leavers dinner or something. <laughs> these like big fat Tarakash suits and like their head. I was like, Kieran Ma's still curly haired man and stuff like that. And you're like, come on. Like just, it's, 20, it's 2022. Like I reckon Simon Zara's one will be like when he had a shaved head when he was 19. Like they're just, they're just a joke. So I'm going to send oh. them back and give us some up. Updated content, 2022. Matty Prittis is is training with Dave Eustace. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, spaghetti yeah. head. I used to call him Spaghetti Head. Yeah, I liked him. He was an accumulator. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some racing. That's it on the other side of this break. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available. WA races gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It is now time for Salt Specs. And as always, this part of the show is proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. Uh, in the ad, I actually had to put up with the Sultan doing some voice exercises. <laughs> it's some just serious stuff. I think from now on, we're just going to flick to the Top Sport ad and just roll through because I can't put up with this garbage. Nah, mate, I, was, I, was, I reflected on my performance from the start and I... I felt like a flatline a little bit. I was, I was, I was still a bit, I was still a bit flat about the computer. So I got to get some energy back in my voice, mate. So it's just about, you know, bumblebee, bumblebee. Yeah. I think Gatesy flatlines in the KFC car. <laughs> you reckon Gatesy's got? You reckon he's got me? I reckon he's. I reckon it's one nil Gates. Gatesy can throw hands. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get into the racing. We got specs across four states. Meet at Caulfield. Obviously, day two of the championships at Randwick, which has some just stellar races there, including four group ones. Uh, we've got a few tips at Morfittville and uh, smash and grab at Doombin. We're going to just leave the suspense a little bit for day two at the championships. We like to kick things off in Victoria and uh, Caulfield Salts. What can we expect for Saturday? Yeah, the rail's true and it's fresh ground. So they're off a six-week break. So at the moment, what what the reports we've got is that it walks really even and, and the fresh cover of turf is, is going to be really even for all runners. So Light winds and a good four and, and decent weather on, on Saturday. So, yeah, I'd expect it plays really fair. 
Dream. Well, we're going to kick things off, mate, in race three, which is a benchmark 78 over the mile and uh, a little bit of value for a runner that's first up here. Yeah, Walsh legend for Chris Waller. And and she's clearly down here to find a firmer surface. Obviously, it's, it's wet up in Sydney and has been for a long time, and, and she's just flat out allergic to it. She's much better on top of the ground. She's got no wins from five attempts first up, but you go back and look through those, and like with all due respect, this this is a Phillies and Mares benchmark 78. This is a midweek race. You know, Comica is the favourite, and that won a, a benchmark 70 on a Thursday night, two back at Pakenham before being runner-up Phillies and Mares again midweek at, at Sandown. So it's a midweek race, but out of all these horses, the one that's been there and done that at listed level and, and up in grade is is Welsh legend. And I, I think both her trials up there have been really solid and she comes down here looking for some good ground. And if you go back to her first up performance last prep, she actually ran the fourth fastest last 200 metres of the entire meet. And that was over 1,400 metres. So I think 1,600 metres, a good kickoff point. I'll have 0.65 units on her at a decent price. Yeah, she's at seven. She's at seven fifty uh, in that field there, Salty. So yeah, yep. nice, nice way to start us off. Uh, we're going to head to race seven now, which is the Manhari Metals Plate uh, over the fourteen hundred. And uh, what do you like here? I like an undefeated filly for Nick Ryan, who's stables on fire at the moment, and that's Belle Savoir, and she's two from two. Mate, have a go at her win at Sandown last night, like. On, on the replay, visually, it was super impressive. On the clock, it was even more impressive. She was the only horse for the entire meeting to break 12 seconds for her last 200 metres, and it was 11.48. So it's mm. it's virtually three lengths faster last 200 than anything else for the entire meet, and they were out slow, home hard. So that's a beautiful race shape for a horse to bounce off second up. You know, it's not a gut buster. It's a, it's a really good platform. So... I think in a genuinely run race, which this looks to be here over 1,400 metres, I, I think that just gives her an opportunity to run a bigger overall figure. I think she's a very nice filly, and, and with even luck, I think she'll storm all over the top of these. Belle Savoir. Yeah, that's at 350, and Nick Ryan's really taken his time with this uh, filly Salts. Obviously came out at one of Maiden as a two-year-old uh, well at Ballarat, and then put put her away for over a year before coming back and, and winning that benchmark 70 that you spoke about at Sandown. So uh, obviously yeah. got a little bit of time for that horse. Nah, and yeah, and the stable's on fire, but they've also, Nick Ryan and Blake McDougal, McDougal have had 17 runners together and they've won five of them. So that's 30% strike rate. It's pretty decent. So yeah. They're a nice little pairing there in the seventh. I think it's his go-to when McLeod can't make the weight by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, 54 I'll, and a half, yeah. He, he enjoys himself, old Reese. He's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a real sort of pies and palmers operator. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> Mate, race eight is a benchmark 84 over 1,600 metres, and you like one here. Yeah, and uh, so I like Hosier here at $3.30, Salts, and uh, – might not sell everyone on this, but last start beaten twenty two lengths in the opening race on Stakes Day at Flemington at a dollar. Yeah, they, they went fast at a dollar sixty two. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd, you know you'd expect that 
Um, wasn't a nice, <laughs> wasn't a nice start for punters on stakes day, but clearly uh, had an issue with the vets. Was turned out after that run. Presents here first up in in what looks a very winnable race, and I think he's the most talented galloper here. Alana Kelly rides uh, from Barrier Twelve, but she's going to put him into the race, and and there's not a stack of tempo mapped here, so I think Hosier first up. Best horse. I'm I'm happy to take it three dollars thirty at that price in race eight at Caulfield Saltsy. Lovely, brother. Hey, yeah, uh, we will head to Randwick now, and uh, it's just a ripping card, and and we're gonna we've got a few tips there, but um, yeah, it's the same old sorry story, isn't it? It's a little bit of feel it in my fingers, feel it in my toes, wet, wet, wet. <laughs> it is very wet, and yeah, as of now, we're not sure if they're going to race, but they're saying that they're hoping. That they will so what are we supposed to do not not preview the races we think we're going to have a bet in and then and then it goes ahead because there's been other weeks where you've thought it was definitely going to get cancelled and it didn't so we'll see how we go toes and fingers crossed it it goes ahead and they don't get much rain on the friday yeah well if we didn't preview the group one queen elizabeth which i think could be the greatest race i've ever seen <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> like yeah um yeah you'd, you like you may as well just Hand your podcast licensing. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's head to race three, Saltsy. You've got a, a tip for us there. Is it? Uh, I think it's a midway of some sort. It's the provincial final. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, know so it. they Sorry. have that. Yeah, that qualifier series, and and there's a horse here, Rustic Steel, who mm. through that qualifier series, his win at Newcastle was definitely the most impressive visually, but it was really good on the clock too, and. He returned excellently over 1,200 metres at Randwick when Wyden ran on. Then, like I mentioned, he stomped in in his qualifier. He stuck to the inferior ground in a fast race last start. And what happened there was he neatly avoided a penalty for this final because if you're a Class 6 horse, you carry 59 kilos. If you're a Class 5 horse, you carry 57.5. So, you know, I'm I'm not suggesting they, they went out there and and – lost on purpose but you know he ended up almost last on the rail mm. and stuck to the inferior ground and and ran well and i think it tops him up beautifully for this he's got a bit of a sticky barrier out there but huey bowman is in absolute form at the moment and he's white hot yeah like even like look at his ride on honey creeper and the adrian knox was an absolute mm. beauty the, the mm -hmm. bloke's on fire and and this horse is he's going to put himself in the race i think he'd be in the first six Hopefully, he can just be one off the fence with some cover and, yeah, he gets through the ground. There's a couple of queries here. Like, McDonald hops off, never talk for great news, the Kim War runner. But, you know, that's second up 1,200 to 1,400, whereas Rustic Steel, he's in his fourth run for the prep. You know, fitness is going to go a long way in these conditions. And he jumps off, never talk, who, who's in all sorts of pain from, from barrier two. He'll be way back mm. on the fence. So... Yeah, he's not a bad bet. He's six bucks. I'll have 0.85 units on him, Rustic Steel. That's Rustic Steel in race three, the provincial championships over 1,400 there. Uh, let's head to race four now, Salty, which looks to be a great race. And uh, I actually like where your head's at here. It's the group two Percy Sykes. And uh, yeah, you like one. I don't mind where my head's at either, mate, because I told you I'm pretty happy with this haircut I got today as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you've gone it. A not so salty traditional fade because you usually yeah. get you usually get a bit naughty at the back and yeah it's, it's a, a bit, real business sort of it's setup. a bit less aggressive man I'm 
I'm trying to be a little bit less aggressive. I think that, that hasn't worked. <laughs> I think you're maturing until you're through Windows 11. No, yeah. nah, well, obviously we both like Paris Dior here. I'm going to back her best of the best because, you know, she's already, what, three bucks in a 240. Like I can't see her starting less than less than 240. So I think best of the best will get a better price. But what I really like is she had a trial week of. You know, she trialed on heavy nine earlier this week and it was an absolute trial and a half. You, mm. you couldn't miss it. And, you know, as she went through the line, the the bloke calling the trial, forget forget who it was, Mitch Manners maybe, just said, um, geez, bring on the Percy Sykes. And, and that's exactly right. And, you know, I, I think she looks like she's come on quite a bit. She's had nine weeks off since she rattled home fastest last six, 400 in that restricted millennium. But it was a good run. She got way too far back. But... Her trials since have just been outstanding and clearly they're with this in mind. I think from barrier three, I can't see her getting further back than three pairs back. So I think she just stalks and pounces in these conditions. I think some gaps will come and I think she's got the turn of foot to pounce on them. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And if it wasn't Mitch Manners calling, it would have been me, Saltz, and I would have said, get to Albert Park because that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ruben Barrafoto. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this, in saying that too, the Snowdens are on fire and they're the masters of these two-year-olds. So uh, in good hands there with J-Mac too. But w- where will J-Mac get to from the run? I know it's like drawing three, uh, not, obviously not going to push forward. How's, it, how's the race going to pan out for Paris Dior? Yeah, I think it'll be three back the fence. Yep. I think it'll be three back the fence, and yeah, like I mentioned, with in these conditions, but they'll come, yeah, and they'll come off the fence as well. They're not, they're not going to stick hard on the fence this week. We we failed to give that track preview when we talked about um, what the weather was doing. So you know the rail was true last week. I thought it played really well, but they did get a few lanes off. Now it goes to four meters, and two years ago for the championships, it, it was the same setup in terms of conditions and. And the four metres played quite well. Usually I'd set up for it to be quite on pace with the four metres. But, you know, I think they'll angle off. I think most things should get their chance this week. The only thing is when, if it rains during the day and there's kickback, then you don't want to be too far back. But, yeah, in, in regards to her, three back the fence and then bloody bang straight through some gaps. Or if it's postponed and no one gets their chance. But that is race four, <laughs> Paris Dior. One unit, but we're best of the best there, Salt Suite. We yep. hope to get a little bit a little bit uh, more on the bone come jump time. And not, uh, hey, not many bookies give you best of the best because it's the one that they get the less margin on. So get on it, top sport, giddy up. Race number five, it's the group two Arrowfield sprint for the three-year-olds. And uh, again, you, you like something here with some Shelby 66 form, dare I say. Yeah, well, for this race, I've, I've been talking about Marzu. You know, I've backed him quite a few times, this prep Marzu, and I've, I've always said, you know, he's tuned right up for the arrow field. This is clearly his target. But then I look at Marzu from nine. I look at in the Congo from barrier six. I look at in the Congo leading. I look at what race he's come through. He gave Shelby 66 so much weight at weight for age in the galaxy. In the Congo had 56 and a half kegs and Shelby 66 had 52 and a half. But that's giving significant weight at weight for age. He even conceded weight to... Big parade at weight for age. You know, he was first up to 1,100. The effort was an absolute beauty. He got through the ground really well there. I know it was Rose Hill versus Ramwick wet, but 
he, he's got through the ground. He's he's by Snitzel. He should get through the ground again today. And I think 1,200 is really good for him. I think he'll lead again. Tommy Berry sticks and, yeah, really suited at, at set weights and penalties because, you know, I, I look at the race he's come through. He's come through a group, group one race, but he's won a golden rose. Like, I know it was a, a day that wasn't easy to make ground, but, you know, he's beaten Animo in a Golden Rose. This is a proper racehorse. And, yeah, I, I think he's a, a very deserved favourite in the Congo. He'll he'll go to the front and he'll be very hard to catch. In the Congo at $3.70 in race number five. Uh, race number six, we're going to look at it's the first of the Group 1s. It's the uh, Australian Oaks there, Salty. It's for the three-year-old, uh, the Phillies. And uh, you like one here who you're just buttering up on or trying to find in these wet conditions. Yeah, I like Hinged and I look at her and ever since her first up run, you know, I've I've got a few okay tickets this weekend. She was 17 bucks for this race after her first up run. And just just the way she took a while to let down and then powered home, I thought, yeah, this is this is an oak source, this. And, and I still think it is based on her effort at Newcastle. I don't think there was a horse more disadvantaged from switching tracks, Rose Hill to Newcastle, than her because Fangirl just wouldn't have won at Rose Hill. It would have been too wet for her. And the eighteen fifty as opposed to two thousand meters. I just, if you have a look at Hinge through the line, you know Hinge breezed up the whole time and Fangirl had her back the entire race. And then through the line, Hinge fights back. Even if at Newcastle, if the race was two thousand meters, Hinge would have won. Now. You have a look at the map on for that particular race. Gypsy Goddess got way back and, and Hinge was really positive. Well, it's just going to happen again. I wouldn't even be surprised if she leads Hinge and, and Abdullah tries to do an absolute squatty spirit. <laughs> like she won't go that far ahead, but she's got going to have a position in running advantage over all the dangers, particularly Gypsy Goddess. And, you know, if you're a fan of Gypsy Goddess and, and you look back at that last race at Newey, well, Hinge was home in a faster last four and 200 than Gypsy Goddess, and she faced the breeze throughout. So I think with the same scenario, I think she obviously relishes heavy ground. 2,400 is an unknown for all of them, but she's 4 bucks 40 So we know she gets the ground. We know she's got the map. If she gets the trip, she won't be beaten. So I'll have 1.25 units on her. Yeah, she's $4.40 most places, but $4.60 on top sport. That's hinged. And, geez, doesn't Avdala just have his feathers out at the moment too? Oh, sort of was, well, <laughs> well I, I reckon the answer is obvious because we're both we're both uh, pretty – we're both smart asses, I guess. So what, what did you reckon about his uh, come on, buddy sort of uh... – I, I was actually completely all for it. So – what, like I, I understand the sort of out of the irons, the safety aspect of it, but like mm. I heard, um, I heard, so, I think it was um, Beery spoke about it on Beer and Skittles the other day, and he made, yeah, he made an outstanding point around like don't find them and then use it for promotional material on your racing channels. And no, that's what an, they're doing, isn't it? And it was an outstanding point. It's like you can't whack them on the head and then say, nah, this is sweet. Let's let's use this as our promotional to get people to racing. That's that's garbage. Yeah. So I, I'm all for it because I love a little bit of theatre, but I, as long as it's safe. It's like when the NRL, they outruled the shoulder charge and, and for the next four years in their advertisements, all it was was Sonny Bill Williams shouldering people's <laughs> skulls into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, great. Hey, um, 
We're moving along now, Salts, to race eight, the Group 1 Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Wait for age, over the 2,000. Absolute race. Best I've seen in a long time. Well, definitely since we've been doing the pod. Looked through, there's 26 Group 1 wins combined in this field. So there's just champions. You know, there's boom horses, which you're going to talk about. And there's like the gun three-year-old. There's just, when you've got, when you look through and you've got horses like, you know, think it over at 40s and on Thunderstruck on the sixth line of betting, you know it's a serious Group 1 wait for age race. And, mate, I'm bloody excited for it. Nah, spot on. I've got to agree. I've It's really only been five years that I've been like really intensely into racing and and just from memory i don't think i've seen a better race so yeah i'm super excited for it and mate if it was a soft six I, i'd just declare zaki i'd just i'd just bet up on him and and just say he's too good i, I loved his run in the all-star mile and you know there was a bit of noise about how slow they went to group one standard there but i, I was just of the opinion that if they went faster he wins by more like within reason you can't go too fast but if they went for he just loves the genuine proper gallop and then kicking off it and and that wins you lots of races i think he's a superstar he was two bucks for that cox plate the morning he was scratched and animo was in it and very elegant was in it mm. so this is a horse that obviously the market respects and and he's a horse that's put the figures up there and the numbers up i think he's a gun i think he'll lead this race but nothing's going to take him on to lead so so Jamie can control it she obviously goes for him as well and it, it's just the heavy track you know Annabelle has been has spoken in the media and said yeah he's had he's had a number of gallops on on the heavy stuff and he seems to get through it really well so hopefully he does on race day i think he's a he's a trier as well mm. you know quite often horses get through the ground that that are that are triers, you know, that just try their heart out, and, and he's one of them. So, like, he's five bucks now, Zaki, and, and I just think that's good enough. With the question marks around the heavy track, because you know Very Elegant swims, you know Montefilia gets through it. So, you know, there's there's that in their prices, particularly in Very Elegant. But at five bucks, Zaki, I can have 0.75 of a unit on him and still get quite a decent result to just find out if he's, he's the premier weight for age middle distance horse and i think he is the best middle distance horse in australia at weight for age we're talking 16 2000 meters and in this race he gets the chance to prove it yeah brilliant mate and yeah zaki what do we got so i think you talk about the prices here salts and you know you're obviously trying to find a price you want to back a horse in every race but nothing has been more important than in this race in particular because you got very elegant who's eating up the market at effectively at three bucks and giving us a real look at these others and you got zaki at five bucks and i'm i'm really keen to get involved with animo at four dollars eighty as well salt so the three-year-old of the race absolutely blew them to smithereens last start in the rose hill guineas and you know in i guess in the words of bull lion it's, it's different gravy here but had <laughs> gets the gun run has the fast tempo to suit which is a big tick and Probably should have a Cox Plate next to his name too. Um, I know I'm talking to the right guy to get to get you to agree with me there, but yeah, I think um, you should. Yeah, but I'm I'm going with that, and I, I'm going with Animo, and I think Animo could just you know announce himself as the best weight for age horse in Australia after this race. Yeah, he, he may well do. He's a, he's a gun. That that win was visually impressive. It was it was slower overall than Montefilia on the same day, but you know he he hit the lead very early. Who's to say that? He just doesn't elevate to this level again. You know, he, he beat what he beat there by 
six odd lengths. If, if he came under pressure, he might have gone faster. Mm. So, yeah, no, nah, he's a nice horse. It's outrageous. So I just can't get over the depths. Like, you got the Mornington Cup winner at 81 bucks a week, Mornington Cup, but Dallasan, the Dane Hill at 81. It's just, yeah, I'm excited. I should. I was nearly not going to have a bet and just make, a, make it a popcorn job. Yeah, I... Nah, stuff that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what's interesting, very elegant. Like I heard, I heard a trader say that they can just put her up favourite, you know, on the Wednesday and keep her favourite all the way through, and oh. they just get money on her. People oh, just better. Like the heavy ten, three bucks. Like I was going to say, like on what she's done, her last couple of runs. I don't think she should be favourite, but just the heavy ten and the fact that she can, she can peak on her day and, and run this monster figure that's dangerous. So, you know, if I was to predict what happens, I'd say she she might get out to like three bucks fifty. Mm. And then they'll probably lure a few in. But I got yeah. I got mates that listen to this podcast too that they'll just bet very elegant every start because she's a champion. Yeah. And, fair and once again we're we're riding her off like the Melbourne Cup. Anyway. No, I'm not writing her off. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's not in the numbers. But uh nah. but, Let's head to rate. So sorry, I'll just I'll just recap that because mm. we did go on. But Saltz is having a 0.75 play at Zaki, and uh, I'm I'm having a play at Animo there in the Group One Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Uh, race nine Saltz is the Sydney's Queen of the Turf Stakes. It's for three olds and upwards. Um, here are the fillies and mares, and you like something at a, a real rough price. I do. I'm sticking with one here. I'm, I'm sticking with one that I think is on track, and that's Ana Visto. And, you know, I wax lyrical about her fresh effort because she just blew the clock to smithereens. I thought, geez, that's a group one performance. And then she did race flat second up at Newcastle. And what's interesting here is Jamie Carr. I'm not sure what, what's happened with this, but Jamie Carr is riding Lighthouse instead of uh, Ana Visto. And, and I have said, you know, no one else should ride. Ana Visto, so so Rachel King takes over, but there's enough in the price to just have a nibble, because I, you know, Jamie got off and and said that she was quite disappointed with her effort at Newcastle, but I, I thought that was genuine excuses. She worked early into the breeze, and then Vangelic's the one that worked her over. It was a really good ride from Tim Tim Clark because he knew that she was posted, and he worked her over, and and made her work before allowing her to then sell outside the leader, and she just never came back underneath Jamie and, and race came, but I thought she stuck on all right. Mick Price has been in the media to say this week that they're going to ride her to lead. So there's going to be no holding up. He said, I'm, I'm sick of this horse getting keen and that. We're not going to be holding her up. So in that respect, Rachel King's actually not the worst engagement because it can go one of two ways. And, and at, at a decent price, I'm happy to nibble it to go one of two ways. I, she can either give them the slip. You know, she rode Riadini perfectly a few or last year that to nearly beat very elegant a few times and just mm-hmm. give them the slip on the corner or the horse just takes off Eduardo style that time. She rode her him in, in the Everest <laughs> yeah. and she just goes like a busted. But at like, I'm not, what is she? She was 19, 17, sort of around those areas. 21. Okay. Yep. 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 So I can have uh, 0.35 of a unit on her. I think she, I think she can lead and I just think she's a good horse and I don't want to jump off. Yeah. Nice. A little small play, 0.35 on Anavisto at 21 bucks. Some some good girls here. Yonce, mm. the Ma Eustace Pickard fence, um, looking at seven bucks about. 
that horse been very kind to well anyone that's backed it when you got that sort of a picket fence next to your name salts um how do you how do you rate that runner's chances going from melbourne to sydney the other way of going for the first time on a bottomless deck is that just a for for you when you're doing the form is that just an ultimate steer clear job or do you back a horse in on ability going there like that yeah, I guess it's horses for courses, and I can't really answer that as a general rule. But in terms of Yonts as an individual assessment, I thought, firstly, I thought the barrier was like terrible. Yeah, the drawing you the know, paint. Yeah, she's yeah. she's going to get back, and and she's going to be in that sort of chopped up ground. It's going to be hard to pick off some runs. In her favour, I guess she's back in troops, so she's quite fit. But yeah, she's she's not seen anything like this ground before and I know she's in the right yard but she's she's very deep into a preparation um yeah I, I think six bucks fifty is a bit short for her sweet well that rounds out our specs at Randwick for day two of the championships let's head to Morfittville now so let's get back on some good ground what can we expect over there yep like you mentioned mate it's an eternal good four the rail's eight metres. It was six metres last week and actually played quite well. So I'd expect it's not too bad there. Cool. Well, let's start proceedings in race number five. She's I didn't write the races down today, Salt, so I'm an absolute mess. What's going on? I'm slipping. Nah, you, you nah, might you're have to, right. You I, might well, to, we usually both do them, so whatever. You might, but, to, you might have to dock me pay, but it is the listed <laughs> is the listed Decatur stakes. It's for the three-year-olds. It's for the fillies, and you're pretty keen on one. I am. I'm keen on some quality H2O. <laughs> and this Philly, this Philly H2O for, for the Jollies, and, geez, she's she's undefeated for a reason because she jumps fast, she controls the tempo, and then she runs away. And from barrier one, I think she'll repeat that again. I don't think there's going to be anything holding her out. And if, if she finds a front, I think she's too slick for them. And, you know, you got a horse here, Bistro, Hard in the market. She won well last start. She beat See You in Heaven. It was very disappointing. I was on very disappointing. Couldn't follow that up. But, you know, she won well, Bistro, but she had some favours. She And she loses Jamie Carr. And, you know, she'd, she'd had a mid-prep trial, Bistro, with the intention to bring her over for that race that she won to get some black type. So... I felt like she was aimed up for a start prior. I think H2O's the one second up really in well here and gets the winkers on barrier one. I just think they might not see which way she goes from the front. It's a little bit of chippies. <laughs> yeah. Ah, she's not as fast as chippies, mate. <laughs> $3. No one is. Yeah, I know. You said it. You called it before and I was meant to pull you up. You called it a Lasquetti spirit. It's now known as a chippies, regardless of distance. <laughs> I don't care if it's 2,400 or 1,000 at Corowa. Uh, all right. Race seven is the group three Auraria Stakes. It's for the three-year-old fillies. And uh, we both geez, we both landed on one here, so it's from feeling the Feeling the flow tonight. Mm, harnessing the good. Question, mm. mac and cheese mm. as a food, I, this is a bit controversial. I, I think it's overrated. Can I give you something even more controversial about mac and cheese than that, Cole? You've never had it? I've never had it. No, you've never no. had it. Not even no. one of those balls, like the deep fried balls you get at restaurants and stuff. No? 
like an arancini ball. No, nah, but they they do they have like mac and cheese balls. Oh. No. They're all right. They make you feel so fat, though. I just think of, like, mac had, and cheese is just a real sort of, I've had the worst. Yeah, yeah. I've had no, the they, worst and the Rex hunt ever. Yeah. <laughs> mac and cheese, yeah. I boil them up and deep fry them. I went to the to the pub once after work. I was on mm. my push bike, and I had a skin full, and I had some of those, and I rode my bike home. It was, like, 50Ks, and I vomited. <laughs> it was so <laughs> pathetic. Well, you're bursting out of your life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, st- I still look pretty good. But if, if <laughs> Mac and cheese, if you hadn't realised who we're going to bet here, we're betting Mac and cheese. And she is a big, strong and powerful filly. And I think the most impressive part of both her wins first up, or this preparation, has been her ability to overcome trouble. Now, she overcome trouble in terms of being held up in her first up effort and she just burst clear and it was a beauty of a win. But her win last start, I think we might have spoken about it on the day she copped. Oh, it was all a, a, time. Yeah, it was a it was a full bar and picket job, a full on shirt front. Mate, only only good horses can straighten up and win from from that sort of interview. Yeah, no, it's you're exactly right to pick back up off off that. If you watch the replay, it's 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 very significant interference. Yeah. Only good ones do that. That's reserved for the good horses. And yeah, I think from Barrier Eight today, she hasn't had a clear running. This entire prep, you know, she she burst clear last. The last two hundred was absolutely explosive, going twelve to sixteen hundred. So eighteen hundred, she'll gobble that up like an absolute bloody bowl of mac and cheese. And <laughs> yeah, I think old Baron, you can give it, you can give me an absolute howler every now and then, old Baron. But I, I think old old big old Bazo, I reckon just Baron, Baron, Baron. from Rhodesia. Interesting looking character in person, Baron. He looks like Hachi. <laughs> yeah, he does. Not he looks yeah, like Hachi. Better, but yeah. But anyway, get clear air. I think this thing just absolutely bloody. What, what, what does it do? Just bloody sizzles and like some uh, Saganaki over the top, mate. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm with you, mate. Mac and cheese. $3.10 on Top Sport. And, yeah, I'll be there. my theory is that the, f- the further she actually gets to run, the further she gets to beat the fields by over there in Adelaide. So, mm. um, yeah, 1,800 big. Agreed. Big, big. Um, no saver on any – there's no horse there called Side Salad. So, I think we're just, <laughs> <laughs> we're just having mac and cheese. Mate, the way I'm going at the moment, I'll have a saver on like a dozen pork ribs or something. <laughs> Fat idiot. <laughs> Flat with himself. No, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm actually going all right. I'm, yeah, but yeah, a that. few months ago I was down on myself, but I'm going all right now, mate. You like you've, you've shred down. Yeah, I've got a body for radio <laughs> and a head for TV. <laughs> all right, um, let's flick on to race nine now. It's a benchmark 60 race. What sort of distance are we looking at? 1100 meters. Mm. I, I like Star of Manhattan. I think it's an absolute setup job here. It's caught, it's already been well backed. It was five bucks when they went up, but caught very deep. Like some, it was like four wide without cover. First up, eleven hundred meters at Ballarat and closed off well. The winner won. Of the winner won. But you know, Simon Marshall always says "duh." He's funny. He does that. Um, he's like Oakley Plate. There's going to be plenty of speed. <laughs> he says it live on air. He's a classic. Anyway, but um, yeah, the the leader won, but she closed off really well relative to the entire meet as well. And I just think up to, oh, she stays 1100, but she had a jump out between runs. Yeah, have a go at the jump out. 
between runs. I've never seen a jockey pull one up before the line like really? so noticeably as this. Like mm-hmm. she was just cruising and then she ended up coming a third or fourth and, and if one came from behind and, and got past her. But, oh, man, like the reins were very, very short <laughs> late in the piece and I think she looks really well placed here. I'll have a unit on her, Star of Manhattan. That's $4.80 on Top Sport there in race number nine to close out the program at Morfittville. Uh, before we do get to our unit of the week, we are, I'm just going to roll through a little smash and grab at Doomben Salts, which I like to do. And uh, I really like one in race two. It's a class six handicap over the 16.15. And uh, it's the Kelly Schweder trained slow hands at a price here. This guy's he's as honest as the day is long. I think he's been up for six years. So he, he races. <laughs> I remember. I reckon I'm back. He, he does. He does race a little bit, but um, just from last start, it, it, oh, there's a couple of things here. So Night Mariner is the Golan train horse in the field. Who's who's favourite? Two dollars forty favourite. And Slow Hands beat Night Mariner last start by two and a half lengths. And sure, Night Mariner had a couple of things not go his way. But that seems to be a bit of a trend with that horse. And uh, I think for that particular horse, for Golan, I think uh, if it doesn't win this start, it could be a real sort of English digital job and we could be racing him at Aubrey. <laughs> um, but uh, back to Slow Hands, the price difference is just too much in this race. You've got Slow Hands at $9.50 who beat this horse by two and, uh, two and a half length last start. There is a two kilo weight swing in Nightmare in his favour, but Slow Hands... There's some speed engaged. You'll get back and run on, and and I think the price difference is too much. So I'm happy to have a one by three play on that uh, horse and get myself some uh, Nile Horan slow hands. <laughs> is he that big grey operator that that yeah. gets back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Back to yeah, him he before. Is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a. He's a real grey gutsy jet. He's not like our old mate Coral Bay. <laughs> Coral Bay up there. That, that thing was an absolute sunny coast specialist. <laughs> I reckon every Sunday I'd go, she's I've got to pay um I've got to pay me mortgage this week. Is, is Coral Bay running? <laughs> 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 and you just fill up every Sunday at the oh, sunny no. coast. It's an absolute ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Unit. Still gets me that stuff. It is time for Unit of the Week, where we get a lucky listener or follower of some sort. They get to apply to be our Unit of the Week, get $100 to have a bet courtesy of Top Sport. Uh, They keep their stake or their winnings. And Horse Rescue Australia, who we're really keen to get some winnings for as well, they also uh, get the other 100 So, this week, Salts, we've got Andrew, who is actually getting married tomorrow, being Friday, so most people will be listening Friday, and uh, his one wish was to come onto the Two Units podcast prior to his wedding. He wants he wants all his mates at his wedding to be tucked away in the corner on a phone, hissing, <laughs> hissing amongst <laughs> themselves on his tip and uh, get some oh, much-needed funds for Horse Rescue Australia and for himself because he's getting married. Here's what he's got. Cheers for the opportunity, fellas. My best bet this week is New York Baby, race six, number four at Torfield, to be ridden by JLAT number two, Giant McNeil. Fresh off his little red up from the units a few weeks ago, I feel like he's bounced back to some form. 
New York ladies undefeated first up and it's tongue and off a run against the horse told Escriona, which I feel like is pretty strong form going into this race. All going to plan, although I would love to have my honeymoon at Warnagal. Hopefully if New York Lady can salute, we can head there instead. Woo woo! Go strong units. <laughs> He's killing it. There's a little bit of Ricky Nixon at the end, a bit of toot toot. <laughs> no, it was a whoop whoop. I think it was Andrew over the top. I think he was <laughs> quoting some absolute two units gear there. It's over the, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's good. Anything that gets stuck into you is fine by me. So that <laughs> is uh, that is race. He's given one of these salts. Do you know what? Whoop whoop. On the soundboard, the whoop whoop. Mm. So he's getting he's we've secured eight bucks about New York baby. So hundred dollar bonus bet or two hundred dollar bonus bet from uh, Top Sport for that one, and uh, half to Andrew, and hopefully half to Horse Rescue Australia, and all the best on your wedding day, mate. Uh, yeah, best day of your life. Um, anyway, it's time to move into two units, our best bets from around Australia. And as always, Salty, I'm going to kick things off. And she's on uh, nice and early in the day. My fate could be sealed here. And I'm heading to the Heath and race one. It's better than the- 9 o'clock at night, which you've been sometimes. <laughs> I have dived into a Grant Nalana special at 9 yeah. o'clock before. <laughs> um, race one, Caulfield, the Lang Warren Hotel Benchmark 100. Shout out to my auntie Sandra, who lives down at Lang Warren, um, great part of the world. Uh, <laughs> mate, I'm diving into Maserati Bay at $2.80. And if speed maps are worth anything, I think this is the best bet in the card at Caulfield. And um, it doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the race. And I think Maserati Bay looms as the horse who's going to be up on the speed with a required turn of foot that I want to be with at this stage of its preparation. So dictated and won last start, which was the Yarra Valley Cup. Steps up to 2,400 metres here, two from two at the distance. Third up form doesn't read well, but the magicians look to have spaced his runs this time in, and uh, I think he's going to be firing for this one at Maserati Bay at $2.80, race one, the Heath. Yeah, I'm I'm really keen on him too, and I'm I'm going to be backing him as well. And Mate, you mentioned, yeah, oh, yeah, we are, yeah. I, I, I like I'm when we line up. Feeling some energy yeah. tonight, yeah. Mate, you mentioned the third up. Stats. That's interesting because I looked because I looked at that stat and I thought, what's going on there? And then I looked at at his actual form and and it's misleading because he's actually technically not third up because mm-hmm. there was such a long gap. You know, it was four or five weeks from his first to second up run. Is actually he was technically off refreshing in the form guide. So he's had very very similar setups where he's been third up, but not third up in terms of the way these runs have been spaced. Mm. So, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at here, like with, with those gaps between runs. So, you know, he's sure. actually won at 2,400 dominantly off a very, very similar setup where he where he had a first up run, had a bit of refresh, and then a second, second up run. Then the third up run, he actually won, but it wasn't technically third up in the book because of the freshen. So, yeah, I, that's actually not an issue for me in this race. Sets up really well. And yeah, you mentioned the speed map. There's there's no speed in the race, and he's got the best turn of foot. So you're backing that. Yeah. Can you tell me where you landed on when you were doing the form for this race? I'm interested to hear what you you thought. There was still still prints at the top of the weights there. A horse that you look back a couple of preps as you know on a cups path um, ran in a Melbourne Cup, um, won a Geelong Cup. Like where where's still Prince at? You know, you you got a Yarra Valley Cup winner up against a horse that you know has has 
effectively been, you know, a group a group one contender here. Yeah, his best wins the race, still Prince, there's no doubt about it. He was he was only fair first up, but you know, he's at group two weight for age, and he went to group one weight for age, got absolutely pants in the Australian Cup. But, you know, he's gonna be much more suited by twenty four hundred. But when you're not in that great a form and you're being weighted on close to your best form, mm. you, you've got a he's racing a horse, he's got fifty eight kilos and he's not in in peak form and he, but he's weighted like he's going well versus a horse like Maserati Bay who's in really good form that's got 53 kilos it's it's a big weight differential considering the form they're in like his best is he's the best horse in the race there's yeah. absolutely zero doubt about it but is he going as well as that well no so yeah happy to bet around good dart I'm glad we're there together for the two units plus what you'll have a 1.25 on it. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. 3.25 units. <laughs> Take it over, mate. What do you got? Uh, going to Morphville race two, Prince of Fences. This is my best of the entire weekend. 1.65 units and bumped into a, a very informed one at her past two, Sam Blass, who, by the way, I backed three back and then he won twice in a row. But different races, whatever, you don't, you don't mull over it. But the latest of those performances was over 1950 and, and he was eating into the ground of Sam Blass in that final 100 metres and drops from 57 kilos down to 53 and a half after the claim. Got a really nice map. It settles on speed. Got the got the best form in the race. It's, it's going super. It's down in the weights. It's going to eat up the trip. It, it's just a great bet, 1.65 units. And I think it'll win the race. And, you know, I'm... There's a horse going around here by the name of Flow Meter, mm. who's having yeah, yeah start number one hundred ninety two. He won last start. He won. He won last start like a good horse at yeah. Oak Bank, but he doesn't win two in a row. When does he have to retire? Uh August. Mm. Yeah. So they're going, they're trying to get into the two hundred. Yeah, Flowey. He might chat to. We'll chat to James. James Jordan. Jordan yeah, Adelaide, they, yeah, they'll get. Like, he was confident they'd get yeah, him. Yeah, they're trying to get him there. So mm. wouldn't that be unreal? But you know, this is different. It's different gravy, Paul. <laughs> I think Prince of Fences wins the race. We should buy him and race him for one month at Aubrey. Put him in the colours. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah. I, I know it's a good joke, but he deserves to. Yeah, to be retired. In, I still in, think in they the should bring and blue. They should bring Sire and Fork back for the two hundredth. Oh, definitely raise the bat. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go through. I might come back next next episode. I'll I'll do a bit of a breakdown of rides of flow meter. See see what we got in the jockey statistics there. Nice. That's, that'll that'll, that'll be take you about three hours. That'll, that'll be, be good listening. Yeah, that'll be good listening. We we'll have a flow meter jockey supper edition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, Prince of good. Fences is Salt's best of the weekend. 1.65 units at two dollars thirty on Top Sport. That rounds out the two units, which rounds out our show. Uh, mate, she's. I hope we get away on Saturday and we just slog through and and it's safe and it's and it's fun at Randwick and we have some winners. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm desperate for it to go ahead because I'm out like they're the races consecutively where I'm sitting on my couch that I'm just going to love that they flow through. Mm. Without them, I'm waiting too long between races. It pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow morning. We're on uh, RSN Central together. Um, I look forward to that. Listeners, um, 
yeah, all the best on the punt on the weekend. And uh, we can't wait to get in your ears next week. Good luck. Have a great weekend.